everybody. You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today, we've got a special guest and good friend of ours, Dr. Donald Bubbles Berry. He's a chiropractor specializing in spinal decompression and rehabilitation and has been practicing since 1989. He also turned to powerlifting at the young age of 50 and is now breaking national records in his age group. Uh, welcome to the show, Don. Hey, thank you very much. It's great to be here. It really is. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Hey, let me ask you one quick question, though. Why do we call you Bubbles? You know, after working uh, out. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Let me just get in here. Marty, I, is, that, is that yours? <laughs> yeah. Are you I, the reason? I anointed him with that. Yeah. <clears throat> if you are, again, with apologies to Jim Steele, we are uh, Trailer Park Boy fans. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy doesn't get it. Little it's too. in Canada. I can't do Canada. It's like well, my I've never seen it. Man, they, they remind don't, me of don't, Southern don't, Maryland. Don't, don't be a racialist, Jimmy. <laughs> racialist. Okay. <laughs> so so anyway, the, the three main characters, Ricky, Julian, and Bubbles. Uh, I'm I obviously am the Julian prototype. Yeah. Kirk is obviously Ricky. Yeah. And Don's in between. He's bubbles. He's sort of the <laughs> Bubbles. Is Bubbles the one with the glasses? Yeah, yeah with the glasses. Throwing his eyes, man. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not get off on that. That's not our topic today. We'll do a Trailer Park Boy uh, special one day. Um, uh, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that when you're on vacation, Jim. Listen, if anybody is still listening, I apologize to our listeners. <laughs> That's the truth. Let's let's move on, <laughs> Marty. You asked. You asked about bubbles. I, I get it. I wasn't quite sure where it came from. All right. All right. So, well, anyway, today, the reason that I thought it would be good to get Donald, we, he and I were talking the other day, and he was uh, lamenting that uh, his patients are starting to come back in, in substantial amounts, and he is... Um, expressed how distressed he is with the, you know, with how they've kind of uh, degraded during, since the, the pandemic hit. So that kind of spurred me. So I wrote a, an article, which we, is it, it'll be up this week, JP, neuroplasty and our ever shrinking concentric circles. Actually, yes, it's on now. I've I put it up because I want to read it for the show. <clears throat> but anyway, it's, uh, and the subtitle is overcoming inertia. I got, uh, I got on this because I happened to cross a quote from the American Psychological Association, and, and it said, according to a recent survey by the American Psychological Association, 61% of U.S. adults reported unwanted weight gain since the beginning of the pandemic. 42% uh, indicated that it was substantial undesired weight gain. Honestly, the numbers were higher for the younger generation. Uh, skipping down here, the survey reported some eye-popping numbers. Now this is how much folks have gained. 29 pounds overall average weight gain, 28 pounds for Generation Z, and a whopping 41 pounds for millennials. Now I'm passing this on. This isn't something I said. Sounds to me incredible that they're, people are putting on 41 pounds. 41 pounds. I know, man. And this is from the American Psychological Association, so there's some weight behind these statistics. 
So anyway, uh, you know, and it's it just the, the, the crux of my article is that, we, you know, we were entering into an age of doing less. This pandemic and working from home, it's accelerated uh, what, yeah, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the art, the rock band Devo. They were sort of the art. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we are Devo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Devo is short for uh, devolution, the degrading of the human condition. And our current devolution is due to a lack of physical exertion. Mm. And it's brought on by restrictions, closures, and above all else, working from home. I love that. Uh, you know, I, I did a little research 100 years ago, only, which is 1920. You know, that ain't that long ago. My yeah, father yeah. was born in 1914. I'm 71 years into it. And in 19, 100 years ago, in 1921, only 33% of American homes had electricity. Isn't that amazing? Mind-blowing. 68% yeah. of, the, of the workforce were physically demanding jobs. Food was organic. Life was rugged, right? Yep. And in, 20, in 2021, we no longer chop wood or haul coal. We don't wash clothes on washboards. We don't ride horses. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> having said all that, I thought that that Don's, uh, Don is an is a experienced stealer. In addition to being a Wing Chun instructor, he's been a medical professional for decades. And uh, he had some interesting insights on this particular situation. So I'm gonna ask him to kind of clue us in what he's saying. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the weight gain is a big part, you know, but, but going with your whole thing, it, I, I think about, because my mother was in them, the typing pools in 1960, you know, where you had a, a hundred women on manual typewriters, banging away, yeah. banging away, banging away. And everybody's got a keyboard. Well, back then, people didn't get carpal tunnel, you know, yeah. and because of the exertion it took to hit the keys. If you ever played with one as a kid, we had one in the house. I mean, you had to hit it, you know. You can't just, like on our computers, just barely touch and types. It's a lack of movement, uh, you know, because they try to make everything easier. <laughs> that's the problem right yeah, they make it easy tie it with the pandemic yeah, and then you tie it in with the pandemic yeah right we already the, my patients are already sedentary but at least i got to get up and move around but when you're working at home and your kids are at home doing it and they're and they're doing their computer stuff online to learn and your wife well she's working too in another room in the computer people aren't moving around man right, right. and they're just sitting and they're gaining weight and the gyms were shut down and people forget, were depressed. And, and don't, don't forget Netflix. And Netflix, yeah. you know, we all watched. I think I watched everything on TV. I think I've, <laughs> I've seen it everything now, twice, you know. I'm working, <laughs> I'm working through the entire 24 series, 10, you, 10, 10 years. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that's a great show. Bit. <laughs> that little bit of movement that they were doing, getting up, making a coffee, getting the kids to school, then right. you know, going to the car, going from the yeah. parking garage to the yeah. to the yeah. office, all of that. Yeah, and that was, that was not much, but it was enough not to not let them go crazy yeah, for crazy. weight. And, and then they just kept the yeah. same eating up. It's like when a pro athlete retires, oh, they keep yeah, the same yeah. eating up, but their activity's gone down, so they get obese. You know. Yeah, so we know a couple of those. Uh, I mean, yeah, baby. I mean, something yeah. as similar as going to the doctor, not Don's kind of uh, yeah, doctor, but, you know, telemedicine, you don't even have to go out, walk to yeah. your car, get in your car and nah. walk to the guy's office. It's, you know, uh -huh. you just, again, stay at your computer where you've been That's all right. day and yeah. uh, get on Zoom. And then and then uh, do Grubhub, right? 
<laughs> man we've worn that place out <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yes yeah. i'll have oatmeal and protein powder please <laughs> Why right. so i mean oh, that's, that's that guy again yeah i mean that's the biggest thing and, and then people are are sitting in areas like uh i'm going to sit on my couch and i'm working on the laptop on the uh, coffee table and they get all jacked up from this be in bad posture you know they don't have that ergonomic setting like they did at work um and they that's another complication you know it's another complication but you know the biggest thing is people just don't do anything and then they expect to be able to do something in in other words like i haven't lifted or gone to the gym in years but this weekend i'm going to go grab 50 30 pounds of mulch and unload it from you know and and spread it for my wife and they well, wonder why they got hurt. Yeah. And they wonder why they got hurt. It would Jackson, be a miracle if they didn't get hurt. Jack, she's yeah. back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pick, picks up his 35-pound kid. Kid struggles a little bit. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. And and I'll tell you what, as someone that's got herniated discs in their back, um, you can you can totally wreck your back with the slightest little move. It doesn't necessarily take a bag of mulch either. I mean, you you yeah. move the wrong way and you're done. Yeah. Um Jimmy, Jimmy, isn't it, isn't it funny? I, I have never had a back issue in my life. Yeah. I swear to, swear to God, never a, yeah, a spinal yeah. issue, anything. Super lucky. Well, yeah. I don't think I'm lucky. I think it's because I started hardcore training when I was 11 years old. I was winning championships by the time I was 14. I think I Jeez. built my... Uh, I was a national champion at 17. Uh, I built my... Uh, what, what does McGill call it, Donnie? The... Core? The, 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 no, the, no, the uh, the the guide guide wires. What? Oh, guide wires. The erectors and multifidus yeah. in the in the back. Yeah. Yeah. You so you had two things, Marty. You you started young, but you had good coaching. Correct good coaching. And you I didn't have good... somebody telling you to round your back on stiff. No, 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 no. I had three twenty-five. I was lucky. I got good techniques yeah. early on, but but uh, you know, I, I I couldn't tell you how many pounds I've lifted. Yeah over the yeah. last 60 years it's unbelievable yeah and and yet my back uh, i've never had an issue not a single yeah. one to this day and and i push it i mean not, i'm not uh i'm, I'm not sedentary no, i've been in, i've been in, i've been in self-imposed artistic quarantine for the past 30 years so mm-hmm. i mean i know how this mm-hmm. deal works <laughs> yeah yeah you know I, I just the whole thing the way our country has become you know i mean when we were kids in the 60s 70s they had that presidential fitness that's gone man and looking at adults that are in their 50s and 60s and trying to help them with their pain musculoskeletal pain and get them moving and lifting as soon as possible matt Matt, Matt, you just i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt your flow don but then our our Secret Service friend Brian sent yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, he, he sent me this 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 little one one paragraph thing, and it, it shows a picture of monkey bars, right? Like kids used to have at elementary yeah. schools. And the caption underneath was, "I fell off the monkey bars, died for twenty five seconds. My mother told me to walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> I had that on my. I head. just saw that. I, did, yeah. did you post that? I saw yeah, it I somewhere. Posted. I posted yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, man, great, man. Well, think about it, man. Think about it. I mean, there was nobody telling you to be careful. 
Well, like, they would, no, they would, they would sue each other. You didn't, you didn't yeah, sue anybody when somebody yeah. broke a leg, right? Nobody I mean, you sued. Nobody sued, and you were on your own. There was no yeah. like, you know, uh, you're not living in a bubble. No, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's we, we, we had a had a great observation, Clinice. What he said uh, when you go to Niagara Falls on the American side, there's the railings with the fence, and you, you you'd have to climb up to get off it. On the Canada side, there's like a little rope. <laughs> you know, stop your falling because hey, you're up, you're up at Niagara Falls. Don't fall, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you don't need all this protection though. You know, it's 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 become epidemic where you're just everybody's worried about getting sued. You know, yeah. I mean the the monkey bars now the playgrounds are are like gone. Uh, They're you know, gone. It's crazy. They, they no longer exist. Kids don't even know what you're talking about. Monkey bars. What? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. so so yeah. anyway, Donnie, get back. What's your remedial? I mean, what do you what do you having your folks do? Well, you know, I mean, we start off. You know, I, I have a saying. I uh, I teach adult. I teach adults toddler skills. That's what I start with, to just roll, crawl, get the core engaged, because they're so sedentary that they have nothing to work with, you know, and you gotta, no you gotta build a little bit of stability yeah. and then, you know, I get them to do a lot of body weight squats and lunges using your, uh, your, your cross core. You know, that's an excellent tool to start with, with, uh, with sedentary adults. It's excellent. Yeah. You know, you can work on your balance. They can make it difficult. And once I get them off of that, then I put them onto uh, kettlebells and teach them how to deadlift. You know, you're, I mean, you're, you're strengthening people. Yeah, that's that's the answer, you know, and I even have a tat on my arm, you know, just get strong with with a character from Fallout. But that's the lesson, you know, and I get criticism from my colleagues sometimes like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But I'm thinking like, well, tell me one thing weakness makes you better at. Right. Exactly. <laughs> when is weakness a good thing? It's never a good thing. Right. And and life happens. You know, you're going to be driving around, get hit in the by a car or you know in an auto accident or slip fall blah blah life happens and if you're resilient it's like no big deal but if you're fragile because you let yourself go well you're going to be really hurt Stu mcgill told me Stu Stu mcgill is a friend of mine and Stu told me he's a big spine expert up in canada so they tell me uh anyway Stu told me one time he said you know he said uh, guys like you do great in auto accidents marty he said the yoga people not so well yeah yeah yeah, you know, I got my car hit from behind. I think it was three years ago. I just plowed into me. Must have been on the phone, you know, stoplight. And, uh, you know, yeah, I was a little sore for a day. You know what I mean? But I thought about my patients at my age. Most of them would have been in the hospital. Sure. If not dead with a snap neck. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's nothing to them, you know. Well, you're a strong guy. Everything is held together tightly. You're in good shape. You know, you're you're ready for something like that. Yeah. And, you know. And, and, and the thing is, I, I think about, I tell my patients most of the time, I say, you know, what do football players do? You know, because you got a, you're a quarterback and you know, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit by a guy that weighs 350 pounds and can run 100 yards in a little over nine seconds. And, you know. Well, and, maybe, you know, may, maybe 11, maybe 11 seconds. Maybe 11, okay. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, daggone, man, that, it, that, that would put most people in the hospital. Well, what do they do? Well, they strength tra train to prepare for their job. Yeah. And you're mm -hmm. a plumber, you're a carpenter. You have to strength train too, man. Yeah. You got to be prepared for what you have to face on a daily basis. And that 
<laughs> that's why you're in here. Yeah, you're just not strong. And for some for some reason, there's there there's been this this incredible bias in the fitness industry toward all things cardio, 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 cardio. Little little machine, little machines and devices that you that you bike in little tiny concentric circles, right? right. And 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 that is it's everywhere. Every time you read a study on oh fitness, if you look into the study, it's a bunch of guys riding exercise bikes right it's easy yes 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 lifting weights nothing is like oh my god this feels wonderful but the results you got to get them hooked with results and people are too freaking scared man well no they don't want to go through that oh i did a squat in high school and you (laughs) show me your squat and their knees are way in front and i'm like no wonder that hurts your knees now you want to learn it correctly Uh, i had a i had a very well uh, um a very high level guy uh scott sonnen the club l guy yeah yeah and scott told me he said man he said uh uh the deadlift is terrible uh, i i rack my back and i said yeah i would like to see that deadlift technique scott yeah yeah right right jimmy that's right i mean oh uh, tell tell your little story real quick jim about the stiff leg yeah oh yeah i was in college and uh my coach said all right we're gonna do you know stiff leg deadlifts and I got up to like 325 and it's standing on a bench. Standing wow. on a bench, standing on a bench, standing on a damn bench. You really want to stretch those hamstrings out when you get to the bottom, reach out as far as you can, then bring it back in, then stand up. And I don't with, know what. With, with, a, with a nice rounded, relaxed spine. Oh, yeah. You had to round to reach out like that. There's no way I could keep my spine uh, neutral. Wow. So, how, how, how'd, that, how'd that work out? Yeah, I thought it was audible. I thought everybody in the room could hear it when my dip. Oh, God. I don't I think it was just me. That was the beginning. Of, Jeez. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I became a strength coach because I had such crappy weight coaches, you know. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Almighty. strength malpractice. Yeah. yeah that's right. crazy. So Don, <clears throat> as sedentary as we've all become during this pandemic and everything, I mean, you would... we're not sedentary. <laughs> well, we're not, but I mean the population the population of the United States and the in the world for that matter. But uh, you know, I how how can we get even more sedentary? I mean, are we at the bottom? We're already working from home on a computer. We got the Grubhub and the, everybody that delivers. Yeah. You don't even have to you don't even have to go to the grocery store yeah. anymore. You don't have to go to the doctors, you do telemedicine. Are we at the bottom? Uh, no, the bottom is the matrix, man. Remember the Matrix? Everybody's in a tube thinking they're living a world and they're just a battery. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that 50, 55% of the population of the world would opt for that. Yeah. So it's easy. If, <laughs> I mean, if, if we're at the bottom or close to it or whatever, what's yeah. the prescription for someone that's, that's forced to uh, work out of their, you know, take me, for example, I, I work here, you know, I, literally work at my desk probably 15 hours a day on average seven days a week you know a little less on the weekends but I'm very very sedentary however I counter that with going to the gym you know powerlifting bodybuilding doing all that stuff which you have to otherwise JP are you still running marathons <laughs> that, that, that 290 know, pound uh, marathon runner that uh, that just doesn't mix yeah it doesn't mix <laughs> Yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, golly. But dang, what's man. the prescription? What should someone be doing that's listening to this going, well, 
I don't have a choice. I have to work long hours yeah. you know, yeah. from home. Yeah. What do I do? What's the best yeah. way to handle that? Well, you know, I, things are starting to open up. I think it's going to get better. But, you know, with the pandemic and the situation is as little as people have done, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but at least go outside and walk. Yeah, right. you know something. Why? Why? What's wrong with that? What's wrong? Yeah. But the, you know, the thing is that I can't believe I'm saying it because people were coming to me and it's like, well, what is your exercise? And they would say, well, I, I walk for 20 minutes three times a week. And I'm thinking, well, that's pathetic. But now, man, that's 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 wonderful. Step up. Yeah, do that. Well, I'm yeah. going to tell, tell you something. You strap a heart rate monitor onto a, a, a person who's gained 29 pounds during the pandemic. Yeah. And if they do what I call power walking, you just got to yeah. put your arms into the into the movement. You really you're still walking, but you're just walking with purpose and you're walking with pace and they will generate 80 to 90 percent heart rates. Okay, that's all they need. That's a right. great entry level. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I would suggest, get a cross core. Yeah, exactly. That's your resistance tool. You have your yeah. legs for your cardio. You have the cross core for your resistance training. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. If you can't get it, get to the gym or whatever. Or, yeah. You know, and, and that's what I was doing from home uh, during lockdown. My gym was closed along right. with everybody else's. And that's what I did. I had a couple of tools here, but you've got to do the resistance training too. Yeah. Right, Don. Yeah. You got to keep. Yeah. You got to keep everything tight yeah. around the spine and everything else. Not, stay strong. No, it's it's not a matter of doing the resistance training too. It's a matter of doing the resistance training primarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And that cardio can, if you get, you know, great. Get your cardio in too. That's wonderful. But cardio is not the fitness nirvana. Right, because right. you you can get cardio benefit from lifting, but you, it's yes, not the other way around. Nope. You're not going to be strong doing the cardio. But, but I agree with Don. Where where you know, it, just saying, hey, I'm I'm walking for oh yeah 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 today. That was like oh what you know big deal. But now that's actually a big deal that you're doing something. Yeah, there's a, there's a, say, you know, I need some I need you know squats and push-ups or whatever. You know, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. a difference between wall, mall walking and walking with yeah. purpose. Yeah. And, and Marty had a good point. It depends on what kind of shape they're in. If they've gained that much weight, yeah. it won't take much. You better start there. You get a training effect. It won't yeah. take. And they get a wonderful, they'll get a wonderful cardio jolt off that. Particularly combine that with some early morning uh, fasted cardio, right, Jim? Yeah. Get up, walk your neighborhood before breakfast. Get outside, man. Yeah. yeah. Suck in yeah. some fresh air. Get some, get some oxygenation. Yeah. Don't get Ori Hoffmecker told me, he said, you know, he said, Marty, he said, the thing that people don't understand about training outside is he said, your eyes, your, your eyesight can open up. Everybody is, their, their eyesight is shortened because they're always inside. They're always looking at a wall. Yeah. He said, you go outside and he says, it's like panorama. Right. He said, and, and, and that has a wonderful effect in the brain. You know, yes. this, that kind of stuff. And suck in yeah. some fresh air and just, and yeah. it's free. You just, all you yeah. need is your feet. Yeah. Well, I know, so, <laughs> speaking of eyes and being, being able to see the horizon, that's a big issue, you know what I mean, with criminals, people that are locked away for long periods uh, of time and only get that hour around the fence. Um, their, their vision goes very, very quickly, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I think we're self-imprisoned. You know, a yeah. lot of people, you know, oh, yeah. and they're not going out, they're not doing anything. And 
and, and almost so, and almost <clears throat> every municipality has a beautiful public park and i guarantee you you get there early it is never crowded right right yeah yeah so yeah that's that's you know that's that's a great way to start moving so Donna, it, even at home you know the basic things that like i talked about toddler skills well you know yeah. do some bear crawls well, you know <laughs> there's lots of things to do to just get the joints fired up again and centrated and ready for load you know yeah. What would what would you prescribe to a guy that's uh, you know that in the scenario that we were just talking about working out of his house and wants to do some form of resistance training? We talked about the cross core and just some body weight stuff, but you know, say they want to start going back to the gym. The gym's opened up again. He's got limited time. What do you what would you say to this guy to start doing? Uh, I I like kettlebells, man. You know, I like kettlebells because they're lightweight. And, and you need to slow cook the stuff before you, if you're a person that hasn't lifted in a while, start, start with the kettlebells, man. You get mm -hmm. your front squats, you get your goblet squats, you get your swings going, you know, it, it's an, it's a great tool. It's very diverse. Mm -hmm. I use it all the time for rehabilitation, you know, uh, deadlifts and swings and for shoulders, overhead carries. I love those farmer carries suitcase carries. It's just a, a great diverse tool. Starts with that, you know. Yeah, it's a real good introduction so, to, to yeah. free weights. So know? is that what you'll do? Because I know uh, you're doing rehab training over there at your practice and all that. Yeah. So you'll you'll primarily start with kettlebells and then eventually graduate to the barbell? Um, Donnie, you know, that, why, Donnie, why don't you tell them about that class that you run for folks? Well, yeah, I, I have a couple classes that I run on Tuesdays. Um, and Saturdays. And well, well, tell, tell them about the content. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I teach, uh, <laughs> I teach Marty Gallagher 101, you know, I teach resistance and things about, <clears throat> you know, how to make a lightweight heavy and how to use your mm -hmm. body and how to move. Well, what would be a typical, when, when like uh, Joe's mom comes in, yeah. what, what do you have her do? Tell us from start to finish. How long is she there for? 30 minutes? She's, I, I see her twice a week, 30 minutes. Uh-huh. What does she do? Um, she does. Uh, she loves a slam ball. She loves a slam ball because her 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 job drives. You, well, I mean, do you start do you start her off with that? I mean, uh, what do you what do you start, start with? Start Give with? us sets, reps, everything. Okay, all right. Well, I'll do some warm ups with calf raises, right, just to get things going. Love love that. And then I go to the hamstring curling machine to get get her fired up there. How do you how do you do hamstring curls without well the horrible way that you taught me keeping your pelvis smashed against the tabletop and moving slowly. Yeah. Full ranges of motion, you know, and when you get to the top of the curl. Oh you're extend. using you're using the uh line leg curl. Yeah the line yeah, leg curl I got a nineteen like sixty eight Nautilus uh, hamstring machine that somebody gave me. It's weighs great. weighs twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Probably right. Yeah, you got the old. So, right, so, it's so, the so, size so, of a Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah it, is, man, it is. Better. It is. Uh, so so uh, calf raises, <laughs> uh, leg curls, then what? Then from there, are, are you doing straight sets? How, I mean, how, do you doing sets and reps? What are the? I, I have her do. Uh, just uh, two sets of 10 on both of those things just okay. to get her warmed up. Then after that, um, I've been having her bench on an incline slightly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's actually up to, what did she go up to this week? 55 pounds, you know, which is really great. 
So she's doing sets of uh, fives with those. We do three sets of fives. And then um, after that, I have her do um, some swings to get that going, get her uh, posterior chain fired up. And she likes those. And then we do squats. And then I- Well, how, 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 how many sets of reps of this stuff? Um, on the swings? On the swings, I have her, this will usually what I'll do is I'll have her do 10 swings with the 24 kilogram, two-handed. It's easy for her. And she's been working with me for a while. Then I'll have her do a slam ball set, you know, after after she catch her breath. What, what, what is that? Is that against the wall on the floor? I have her do and, it on the floor. How heavy, a, how heavy a... 20 pounds. Ball. Okay. 20 pounds. How many, reps does she, how many reps does she get, do you think? Does she I get, get her to do 10, 10 of those as well. Okay, okay. So she's 10, 10. And then our, I have her, because of her <clears throat> her feet and knees and stuff, have her doing a, uh, a front squat or a goblet squat, mm-hmm. but just touching the bench and coming up. Right, right. It's kind right, of like a box right. partial, squat. Partial, partial, right, right. Partial, yeah, get just loading that. And that's kind mm-hmm. of a, that's a little cardio circuit, you know, thing I have her Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I mean, if she's slamming balls and doing, I mean, she's she's generating a heart rate. Yeah. Now, this is, this is a 50-ish year old woman, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and she's and she's big. She's heavy, so yeah, it's a little heavy, and and she's doing so well. I mean, because she's a manager in a landscaping company, and she's got to work sometimes. Right. She's got to do the cleanup, you know. So she's she's tough, and she just talks about how this has changed her life and how her, oh, she her sister was around, and 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 that's what when they find it, you don't have to worry about motivating them anymore. Right, you know, motivation is there. They get yeah. the they get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But trying to motivate people sometimes, you know, pain, pain isn't enough. Pain would be enough for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are, you know, there are drugs for pain. Right. Yeah, right. When you get them, when you get them to understand that this is a long-term solution. Right. Just masking it yeah. for the time being, you know, but that's great. Yeah. So you must see that, that, that teaches that when, what that does, it tells us what a good teacher you are to be able to have somebody who hadn't done it before and to get them to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, to, right. to change yourself. Yeah. yeah. Drink the Kool-Aid. Don, yeah. Don, drink, drink the golden nectar. A lot of times it takes somebody <laughs> hitting rock bottom, you know, or getting yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That uh, yeah. yeah. Don, let me ask you this. How many people are coming to you that have been prescribed, you know, painkillers, Vicodins and stuff like that, that are at rock bottom, they're in pain, they're now addicted to this medication or whatever, and said, I, this isn't working, I need a new, uh, I need to change. And you take a hold of those people, you get many of those people? Well, you know, I mean, when they're, chronic pain is, is tough. I get a few of those. But there's so the science of pain is, is such an amazing thing. And when people get chronic pain, their their brain changes, man. Yeah. Their nervous system mm-hmm. changes, and those messages are uh, are incorrect. You know, it's it's like this isn't a, a non painful, non destructive stimulus will register into the brain as pain, and that's tough. And no, you know, medications after a while, you know, you build up a tolerance, and they, they don't take, help. Take it's more. A, yeah, take more and more and more, you know. Yeah, and that's not the answer. That's it's not, not the answer most really? of the time. Really? Yeah. You can straighten <laughs> up. You know, I I found that out. I found, listen, I found that out myself. I mean, oh, I which one really, were you addicted to? 
No, I, no, I, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I was a. Now, when I originally uh, blew out my back, yeah, I was on some Vicodins. Yeah, and I was taking them. I go, you know what? I get it. How people get addicted to it, and it's like, you know, and Don, Don is confiscating any of those. Just send them. <laughs> well. Yeah. Oh my God. And I get it. I, you know, yeah. when I was taking it, I get it. I go, you know, I see how people do it, but this is not the answer. So well, Jimmy, uh, you had, Jimmy, you had that situation with your back. You had back surgery. Had yeah, neck man, surgery. 80 megs of uh, oxycodone or vi uh, not yeah. Vicodin, uh, yeah, oxycodone. I was doing about 80 a day. But, wow. Dude. What? Yeah, man. Not 80 pills, 80 megs. Okay, <laughs> but, but, but but Jim, let me ask you something because my doctor straight out told me he said, well, he asked me. He said, "Are you gonna?" Are, and he kind of smiled when he said it because he figured I was going to say no. He said, "Are you still going to lift weights?" And I said, "Yes, but I'm going to do it differently." Mm -hmm. And he and he told me he said, "You you know you've got three herniated discs. You should not lift weights." And I'll tell you what I and I didn't for. Uh, I didn't do anything that compressed my spine for years and years, like the squat, the deadlift, shrugs, stuff like that, because I thought if I do, I'm just, you know, I've got these compressed discs, they're, they're herniated and all that. But I tell you what, we had uh, Ryan Chow on, we're going to have yeah. him on in a few, in a few weeks. And he, you know, gave me a whole different direction. He said, well, oh, tell, tell Ryan, tell, give some of Ryan's credentials so the people understand. He's a, he's yeah. a, Donnie, tell what Ryan is. Well, Ryan's a, a doctor of physical therapy in New York City and he studies with my mentor. He's, you know, I mean, they're- Who's your mentor? Don't, don't, don't Craig, make us guess. Craig, Craig Liebenson is yeah, my yes. mentor. Yeah, we had Craig on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Craig's, Craig, Craig is a genius. You know, he, he, uh, he constantly grows. I mean, I've known him for, geez, known of him anyway for 30 years and um, you know he was way ahead of the 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 curve in chiropractic school i mean he <laughs> he like me i would i would just complain about what they were teaching me being stupid he actually went into the library and read books and figured out you know well this is this is you know uh, this guy I, i'm gonna go study with him i'm gonna go to the eastern block of germany and meet this guy and well, study tell, from tell him, him who young yeah, Beyond, yeah, you know, I mean, he went right to the horse's <clears throat> mouth, man, um, and made things happen. And he made things happen for my profession, for physical therapists and for trainers, you know, and he uh, his growth and, and what he does by connecting and learning and sharing, um, I really believe is is a great benefit to this situation of the pandemic He's he's created soldiers in the field to help the people through training. You know, I, I like what he's done. And when people come to all of us as clinicians, you know, with, with pain and we tell them, well, I'm going to have you deadlift, <laughs> you know, they don't, it's scary at first, you know I mean? I, I don't, I don't lay that on them right away, to be honest. Well, but, very scary. I mean, I'm, I'm one yeah. of those guys. Yeah. Oh, tell, tell them, you know, tell, tell them, uh, uh, JP, tell them what happened when well, you started. You know, we had Ryan on the podcast and it was great information. And he's yeah. like, no, you know, you have to load the spine. You have to. Uh, load. This is what you do in life in general. You have yeah. to carry on. Yeah. And, and have sounds, sounds like what sounds like what Don just said. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 
so he worked with me a little bit after the podcast. Yeah, it was great. And and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to start uh, bar squatting again. I'm going to start deadlifting. I'll tell you, I've been deadlifting for a few months now and, and bar squatting uh, yeah. high bar back squat. And uh, my the thing about my back now, when you have three herniated discs, it's one of those situations where one time I bent down in the backyard just to pick something up and I couldn't walk upright for two weeks. Right. Because I was so feeble and weak in my lower back. I was strong as a horse everywhere else. Right. But, but the, the, the weakest link was definitely my lower back, but I thought, you know, I can't compress the spine. So, so exactly. So I, I, I gotta tell you, I have been deadlifting, uh, and I just had uh, Brad Gillingham on on Zoom a couple of weeks ago, right, and he was right. he's been training my daughter for for a few oh, months wow. now. And uh, I said, "Hey, while I got you on Zoom, let me have you look at my form." So he looked at my form. He says, "Well, your 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 knees are a little too far forward. Bring them back to a couple other little tweaks." Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, since I, I started out very very light on the deadlift, probably you know one. 95 100 pounds something like yeah, that great and i've been building up five to ten pounds a week one set to failure five by five you know uh, mm-hmm. um or a, a one set to failure of five reps and my back feels so good and yeah. so strong and so tightened up right and just fit now i don't yeah. i can't remember back to when my back has felt this good awesome but the yeah. key is you've got to start slow. You've got to realize that in most cases you can rehabilitate yourself, uh, but you've got to do it right. And you've got to do it slow and you can't worry about the weight. As long as you're progressing slowly, that's that's what you got to do. Yeah. Precise, precise technique. Now, Jimmy, yes. Jim Steele, you and I told him for two years. I was just going to say that. You say that. Go ahead and tell well, it, 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 it took it took a guest. Right? <laughs> you know, right. it's like trying to coach your family. You know, I yeah, that's that. right. I've known for a while. I always need a third opinion with you guys. Marty kept saying, <laughs> yeah. You just got to you you force yourself down there. You just, well, I don't know. And then Ryan on it's like, I'm going to try it today. Well, that was the, that was the other thing. You know, I got this torn meniscus and my, yeah. my doctor yeah. was saying, he said, and this is probably debatable, Don. I mean, with a, yeah. a torn meniscus, can you go below parallel with a torn meniscus in a squat? Well, some doctors will say yes, some will say no. Now, Ryan said, that's how we function as a human. You got to get down there. You got to use the right technique. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. 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 You just like, and Craig has a term I really like because you got to slow cook it. You know, you can't be in a that's hurry. That's the key. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you have down. to be patient. And that's something that I learned, you know, working out, you know, when you, when you first start training and you get all these, you just go, 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 go. And then you right. hit a plateau. Well, I'd never done that before until I started training with Marty. So I, I hit that plateau and Chuck just says, strength takes time, man. You got to be patient. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, you know it, like, what's interesting about the deadlift as a low back exercise is, you know, best. Phil Wagner trains all those pro athletes. Yeah. And I said, well, what do you do when, you, when a kid comes to you and he's got the, you know, a low back issue? And he says, we deadlift. He said, yeah. uh, it's the best rehab exercise for your low back and for your erectors. And he yeah. said, what they do is 
they start them off uh, in a rack or on plates, you know, limiting the range of motion and stressing what stressing, making that 135 feel like 315. That's right. So they're negative, slow. There's no bouncing. There's no, you know, it's just a perfect, perfect uh, movement. And he said, man, it works every single time. Right. JP. Yeah. We're, we're at 45 minutes. I don't know if we, should we shift gears here? Let's let Don finish up a little bit. We've got a two-parter here. We don't want to waste right. all you. of okay. our energy on this. Sure. So. so just as in regards to the deadlift, you know, I, for my patients, I just start them off with the kettlebell. And I mean, because <clears throat> I'm dealing with sedentary people who've never done anything and I don't tell them the weight, you know, I mean, and they're lifting very light, but it's like, you know, the 16 kilo bell. Yeah, because I figure like life happens about sixteen kilos. Your dad, your bag of dog food, kitty litter, blah blah blah. You know, so that's good. That's good. Life happens at thirty-five pounds. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you know. And the thing I like about the kettlebell is, as opposed to the bar, you really got to watch where your shoulders are and getting it. Well, the kettlebell is right between your legs. You know, so there's no learning curve with that. It's just it's an easier tool to start with for these people. You know. Um, and if I can graduate them from uh, deadlifts to a ballistic, what I call a ballistic deadlift, which is a swing. And that just, that helps with those fast twitch fibers and other things they need uh, to prevent falls, you know, because that's when you fall, it, you're not, the, the fast twitch fibers aren't firing, it's slow twitch, and you're just going to fall and break a hip, you know, so I got to yeah. worry about that with my patients. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, well, that's my that's a great tool for that. And, you know, who says they ever graduate from it? I mean, if they're, you know, you can get kettlebells that are heavy, but they may need that. They may need yeah. to do a quick workout and they may need to travel with the kettlebell or whatever. It's a very versatile tool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I hear you've got some good ones, Jim. According to Phil Scarito, he likes your kettlebells. I got a Russian one made in Russia. Yeah. Kettlebell. Wow. Yeah. All right, JP. Well, you want to, um, Don, you want to switch off to, uh, let's, let's talk about a little bit about your lifting background. Now you were, uh, Marty and I were talking the other day. He said, well, you know, Don didn't, you know, he was kind of a late bloomer in lifting and he didn't start until about 50. I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't phrase it like that. <laughs> so I said, oh, he's oh, like the, the Rodney Dangerfield of, uh, of powerlifting, huh? No, yeah, I'm not now, baby. I'm the I'm now I'm the Don Rickles. <laughs> You're the Don Rickles. Okay. Oh my so, god. So so you started first of all, what what made you start at 50? All right. Well Well, wait a minute. Were you 50? I thought how old were you when you started 50, coming man. up here? 50. 50. Okay. Ten, it's been yeah. 10 years. It's been 10 years, dude. Yeah, it's two or three of the best days we've had. I right, keep going. Yeah. Um <laughs> Years. Well, when I was, I had been a, a traditional Chinese martial artist forever, right? I still am. I practiced Wing Chun Kung Fu, which is a Southern style of Kung Fu. It's what Bruce Lee started with, blah, blah. Um, and so when I was about 45 years old, I started having pain in my hips and blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't move as well as I wanted to. And I knew, uh, so I went to PT. I went to that, 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 that seems counterintuitive. You would think that martial arts would make you move better. Well, I think with the type of martial arts that I was doing and the type of kicks, I wasn't, and I, I'm not doing any strength training, right? Yeah, right? So I'm just doing, and the reason is, and when I bring it up to Chinese martial arts, is 
most of your teachers, traditional oh Chinese, are like, oh, don't ever hate it. Waste. Oh my God, it'll it'll block the chi flow. I've heard it yeah. a thousand times. Yeah, that's right. It makes it blocks the chi flow. It'll make you slow. You know, I mean, just so many stupid things. So I couldn't go to the bar. I knew this guy, Mike Krifka, was a Jeet Kune Do instructor, and he was doing this kettlebell stuff. I hooked up with Mike, took some lessons, learned from him. And then from there, I got my RKC at Pavel's camp. And while I was doing this three-day event, um, Marty Gallagher's name just kept coming up, coming up, coming up, Marty, you know, um, tension, this and that. And I was like, wow, I wonder who this guy is. I had no clue, had no clue. I knew nothing about powerlifting or anything. So I finally get my uh, RKC on my, you know, and stopped training with Mike. I was just doing my own thing. And I decided to get certified. And uh, yeah, that was when I heard about all, all, all the stuff about Marty Gallagher and powerlifting. And it kind of opened up my eyes. And I started just doing training with kettlebells is all I was doing. And we would have these kettlebell seminars here with Phil Scarito and a, his instructor and my instructor at the time was Will Williams, who's a crazy guy. Will. And uh, Marty showed up somebody had reached out and grabbed him already, brought him it, to it, it it was well at the time uh, chris hardy at that uh Dr. Yeah, chris, chris hardy. hardy chris was at at uh johns hopkins he was the head of the naval delegation medical delegation there and so so chris said i'm gonna go into this guy's house in frederick i think it was a will was putting on a pull-up i think pull up pull, pull up. up pull up it, and get up Oh, it was the most gruesome seminar I've ever been to, Jim. I'm telling you, it went on. The guy talked about the pull-up for eight hours. <laughs> I was ready to kill myself. Oh, well, yeah, it was a long time. Oh, my. oh, and then didn't, um, uh, you know, the boss, your boss show up at the end of that? Wing Chun. No, that, you know what? Yeah. The, yes, he, he did. Yeah, he, he, did. he rolled in at the end of the yeah, sem that's seminar. Right. He rolled in at the seminar. Um, that's right. Yeah, my, and, my seeker. Yeah. And uh, he got a little pissed off at me because he came in and after about four, after this excruciating seminar, went on all day on my mind. And, and I said, I got to go. And he said, Oh, did I say something wrong? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let me out of here. <laughs> that's funny. So, Anyway, yeah, so that's how we first met. So then um, that's when we discovered he, Don's from my neighborhood. Yeah. 30 minutes from you. No, I less oh, than that. No, he was in, no, 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 no. He in the same neighborhood, buddy. Oh, you mean growing up? Yeah, yeah. My, my dad lived in Wheaton. Yeah. And I, yeah. Grew, I grew up in PG County. Wait, where'd you, um, where, where, where? Where in PG? I, I grew up in Camp Springs, Oxon Hill, all okay. the areas, you yeah. know? Main Avenue, Temple Hills, you know, yeah. and, and uh, every I knew all of uh, the the meatheads that were coming out of uh, Chalet's gym. They were my uh, friend's older t brothers, and they were all bullies. Tell them what they <laughs> tell, tell them what they told you about Mark. I mean, he you just I didn't even know the guy, but he was a scary dude. Everybody knew about him, man. It's like that. That don't don't go there. Don't go to that gym. He'll kill you. You know? <laughs> he's got he's got a giant phone he'll kill you with oh yeah 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 i mean he was we were all scared of him man it was legendary it's funny 
so I just got the inkling, you know, I, I wanted to go up and uh, after that, I wanted to train with Marty. And I walked up there and, you know, drove up there and walked up the steps and, you know, we started training and it, uh, he, didn't, he didn't make you stand outside in the rain, like fight. No, club. no, no, no. But he made me train in the cold with a rabid, uh, squirrel in the, uh, rafters. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy place, man. That shed. Jesus flip. It was great. I, you know, I, yeah, I was a clean slate. Uh, yeah, that, that's what attracted me about him. Uh, I had no experience with squatting or bench. You know, I benched as a kid, but, you know, I didn't know anything. I was right. a kid with somebody, friend, a friend would show me something that his brother showed him, but it was just crap. Within I, and, uh, three years, he had squatted, Don squatted 450, Damn. Went weighing 220. Yeah. And most recently at age 60, he hit a double body weight, 400, 405 squat weighing 195. Awesome, Don. Awesome. And pulling, pulling in the 440 to 450 range, benching 285 in a good day. And he's actually getting stronger as he's getting older and lighter. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? At How's 60. that possible? How's that possible? Yeah. Tell us. And, and he's strength training once a week. Yeah. yeah, that's just once a week, right, Don? That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. Other days I do my kettlebell cardio mobility stuff. Sure. You know, but one time, you know, one, one time a week for 10 years and a steady upward strength curve. And um, I mean, compared to the, how much did you weigh when you started with me? Uh, 230. Yeah. 230. Yeah. And, and now at 195, you're muscled up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some, some, one of my friends saw Don and they said, Hey, did that guy forget to take the coat hanger out of his jacket? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I went to a wedding. I had to buy a suit, man. And a, I got a, I got a 50 inch chest and a 34 inch waist. It's not bad nice. for an old guy. Right. And your Beautiful. gym that you've created is a killer gym, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Back you your know. house. Well, yeah, I love it. I go love into it. that though. You guys all meet there on Sunday. So what, what do you got going on? Well, I tell you, first I want to just say you know just think about you don't know <laughs> I'm a total beginner I don't know anything but I got uh I got <laughs> Marty Gallagher and Kirk Kowalski showing up at my house on Sundays yeah, to train yeah so it feels like you know Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Page showing up at your house hey can you learn how to play the guitar you know what I mean it's 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 a crazy feeling it really is um it's uh Marty's show man and we got anywhere from, we've got, I would say, six people that are always there to 14 people that'll show up on Sundays. And we've got two power racks, um, the bigger guys on one side and the, and the new guys on the other side. And, uh, you know, it's Mar Marty runs a tight ship. We do all three lifts with all those people. And uh, we'll two hours. three hours. I got to go by. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's. And what you do know, you guys we, do if somebody dares to show up late? <laughs> we lock, we, the door is locked. Locked at nine. <laughs> Don, did you? That, is that a that's building? That's old Bob. Major? Bob made us do that. Bob made us do that. He uh, hated man. He hates late. He hates late. Is uh, that? He, yeah, yeah. Did you build that building just for the gym? You know, I built at the time. I built that uh, building just for Wing Chun. Okay. Because I was training Tom. people at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great space, man. 
He still yeah. train. He still wing chun train people at there. Yeah, just one day a week. That's all I'm doing now. Just you know, I I uh, <clears throat> I'm just trying to keep my skills. I, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to get punched in the head anymore, man. Right. I'm too old for that. <laughs> you know that kind of training. That stuff is done. But I want to keep up my skills. So we have we have five or six guys come on Saturdays, and we we train from eight thirty to ten, and basics basics of Wing Chun inside fighting. And we're getting ready to switch over to uh, Kali, you know, the Filipino yeah. arts. Yeah. I like those too. So I'll do like six months of Wing Chun and six months of uh, Filipino stuff, stick and knife work. Yeah. It's good for your brain, man. Yeah. Coordination, swinging two sticks around and all that. Uh, and what a, what a great way to get your cardio. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's when cardio flies. Yes, when you're you know, uh, you know, when you're running in the woods, when you're when you're doing martial arts, when you're doing jujitsu, whatever, it just flies. If you're sitting on the damn bike, it's like the minutes click by like hours. Right. Yeah. yeah and learning new skills is you know what you, we're what your article is about, Marty. I mean, if you've never yeah. done that, yes, you have to, and you challenge yeah. yourself to that. Yeah. You have and you have to be engaged. You can't space out. If you're riding a stationary bike, you can space out. You can uh, text, you can look at YouTube, you know what I mean? You can do stuff, whatever you do. You've got a separate train of thought going, no, 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 that's not what we want. We want you engaged in what we're doing. And if you have to cut your own motor pathway because you're not on a device, right? then you have to be consciously engaged. Then all of a sudden you are alert and in the moment because you can't be otherwise. Right. And that's 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 the neuroplasticity that comes in. It's it's engaging in these new and different things, but but with total immersion, total mental immersion, right? Yeah, that's right. and we love that. That's a form of meditation. Yeah. That's when your sense of self is gone. And whether you're under a you know a heavy limit squat or you're grappling with a live opponent, that's real. You're not spacing out when somebody's throwing punches. Yeah. Best not be. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the kind of stuff we like. We like that in music. I, I, I that's why I play music. I want to lose myself. People do it building ships in bottles. Yeah. You know, uh, all kinds of yeah, immersive. I do it in deep reading. You do too, Jim. We lose ourselves. We read so intently that there's no sense of self. Yeah. Or writing when the words come out. Or writing. Yeah. 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 You're not even thinking. You know, and that's, uh, it's an, you know, just like squatting a heavy weight. Yep. You can't think about anything else. And I'll never forget this. The most badass uh, special guy I know said to me, it's the only squatting a heavy weight, you know, with, you know, 100% of your max is the only thing that can replicate the feeling he got from war. And, and I started thinking about wow. that. He has to be saying because you have to be totally present. And, you are and, totally and, and there's an element of danger. An element of yeah. danger. And, and it started to make sense to me after a while, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a saying that I, I heard and I've always liked is that, you know, your head and your ass have to be in the same place for <laughs> once. You know, because when people are on those machines, you know, what are they thinking about? They're talking to the girlfriend. Sometimes they're they're reading a book, you know, <laughs> it's just like, wow. you know, I feel the same level of concentration in, you know, training is training, whether I'm doing kettlebells or powerlifting or Wing Chun. 
that level of concentration is there. And, and that's what people <clears throat> miss out in the sedentary world is their body and their brains are two different things. You right. know, <laughs> they, uh, they're lost. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, and now, uh, what takeaways in the strength training? I mean, you are not what we would call a strict dieter. <laughs> nor <laughs> my wife talk about it. Yeah, nor crazy. Nor are you a teetotaler. No. no. So. You know, it, we're, we're making all these gains in spite of <clears throat> what others would tell us mm -hmm. would make these gains impossible. The strength overcomes a lot of bad habits. Yeah. yeah. Those too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you're stronger. You're more resilient. Right. You're, you're, you're hardier. You have more capacity but you also have more resistance and you just you're, you're, things don't phase you as much right. it's a I, I i don't get a cold or knocked down it happens to me now about once every five years right right I, i'm never sick right but yeah it boosts your immune system man you know yeah, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing with the shutdown it's like you know you just shut down a lot of people's immune system you know it's just like people have to be able to work out gotta, but we gotta, but, but we train yeah. and the training has to be of a sufficient intensity right right that's the thing that the civilians miss you can you can lope along at 70 to 80 percent from now till health freezes over and you'll get some mild results right we know that we know the type they come in we see them at the YMCA at the same time of day, every day on the same machine, doing the same thing with the same number of reps, the same minutes, the same poundage, the same everything. And they look the same and they get to a certain level and they're, they're fine with that because they can fit into their designer jeans. Right. But yeah. that's, if they want to take it to the next level, you have to commit. Yeah. And it, that's a, it, it, it shifts from a, from a physiological into a psychological. Marty, I think that's one of the, um, the psychological part of lifting the, the mind body connection, the being in the moment, there's yep. the concentrating on your squat and nothing else in the world matters. Yep. I think that helps you that carries on with you outside of the gym, certainly because uh, especially Huge. as a business owner, and I know, I know Don can relate and you guys can relate because you guys are writers. Uh, you guys write every day. It's mentally taxing. It gives you the mental toughness and the mental training to really excel in, in other parts of life, business, relationships, whatever. Exactly. I, I love what Jerry Seinfeld said. He said, he said, any, he said I suffer from concentration fatigue, right? That, yeah. And he, as soon as he said that, I said, that is a great phrase because that is what I am afflicted with. You know, when you're deep into writing or deep into whatever, you you have a burst of creativity, but once past a certain point, that juice is gone and you have to re, refill the it reservoir, does. right? Right. You got to refill the reservoir. And you can do that with exercise. And, and Seinfeld right. said, lift weights and meditate. And I love that. I said, that is great. 
And that's why he, that, yeah, he said that in a big article. That's why he looked, he looks good. He's 65 or 67. He looks good. He looks great. You know, and it's just like adding resistance to a bar, you know, putting, you know, what your, your capacity is, you know, what your, your PR is, your max weight and all that. You get to learn that about yourself and your mind and your concentration abilities and just, just like Marty's saying, Marty, I know you've got all this figured out. You've been doing this a long time. You know yeah, yeah. you're good for a certain amount of hours in the morning. And then after that, forget it. You got to go that's lift right. or do whatever. Uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, I just had a great question. Donnie, why don't you tell us about your interactions with Kirk? <laughs> I love him, man. I, I love Kirk. He is, he is so funny. You know, I, I had uh, just to say, you know, like I've won some trophies and I've done this and I've done that. But the best part about the whole ride has just been training <laughs> with that crazy dude, man. <laughs> oh, gosh, the things he says. I, I, I went up there to train one Sunday because <clears throat> I didn't have this going on. I didn't have any uh, power racks or didn't have any weights in there yet. So I, I drove down to see Kirk once in a while and trained with him. And <laughs> I walk into the door and he's, he's uh, sitting there and says, well, you're ready to lift. And I said, yeah, sure. And I just started talking to him, you know, about <clears throat> where I was feeling physically and mentally. And he just says, now, this is a PG show. Yep, this is I a know, PG I'm show, Donnie. PG words. Yeah, he thank just told you, me baby. to shut up, man. He's <laughs> like, I don't care how you feel. This is not bleepity bleep poetry. Get, you know I mean? He says, you are a machine. And you, you know, I'm just and like, he's, okay, and he's and, and he's waving that left finger in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was great. And, and, and then and then for how many years did he travel to the to the the barn every yeah. sunday what yeah. two two three years yeah, every yeah. sunday we got to train with kirk that's yeah. a good ride too it him. was man yeah it, it is it's an hour and 15 minutes for him to come yeah. here so no, he, he'd show up early and, and him and don's wife lynn would be talking and be like oh my god these two i, I wish i'd take those conversations <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don, doesn't doesn't he have his uh, uh, squat stands over at your place? Well, he did, but at, when COVID, oh, he, hit, took, he him took him home. Yeah, he took him home. Yeah, the very squat stands that were in all his videos. You know, I think yeah. it was the the thousand pounds, the eight hundred. Yep. Yeah, he's got a little five. plaque on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. God bless him. <clears throat> he uh, <laughs> he's something. And, and you know when. Kirk doesn't let any, you know, even just Marty. I mean, they, if your form is bad, they're going to tell you. And you're making one mistake or tell you. And sometimes Kirk, he's like, I don't want you to treat me any different than anybody else. And he would he would do a, a squat and he'd stand up. Now, what did I do wrong? I did something deliberately wrong. What were you watching? You know what I mean? He, he was like, my toe, my right toe was out more than my left toe. Why didn't you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, dude, I'll be watching next time. He's a riot. <laughs> oh, you know, the, the, the advantage of just watching him, mm. because even now, uh, he might not be moving the poundage he was, but he's still got the technique. Oh, speed his speed <clears throat> yeah. on the deadlift and, and speed on everything yeah and, and it's like and you know we were sitting there i mean you can have 
you can have relevant revelations late in life. I mean, I, I've worked with Coach Kirk for 12 years every week, right? Uh, so, I mean, and I thought I knew him inside and out, but, you know, like, I don't know, it, within the last year, we were sitting there watching him, and I said, it, 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 it occurred to me, he never grinds. We, and everybody else has said, we do nothing but grind. What's wrong yeah. here? Right? right. What's, right. what's wrong here? And I said, and it just, bing, like a light bulb, Jim. I said, we, we take pride in being able to grind. Don is the world's greatest grinder. Tell him. <laughs> it, it, confess yeah. your sins, Donnie. Confess my sins. <laughs> uh, let's tell him the deadlift. Come on. Well, oh, gosh. Which one, man? Jeez. No, your um, reps, reps versus your single. Oh, my reps. Yeah, that is just ridiculous, man. I, I mean, I can get on a on a hundred pound plate and pull four hundred five for five. Right. And then you know when I go to go to a meet and lift, I, I'm like barely pulling four and a quarter. Mm. Gosh, that's, well, that's you, been really you, did, But it's changed. It's changed. Something's changed. I've gotten something has changed. I don't know what it is. I can pull more now. So I didn't. Marty, what is the difference? You wrote a whole article on this, but what's the yeah. difference he's talking about? Because well, the difference is because Kirk from the beginning never allowed himself to grind. He'd rack it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he knows exactly what weight's going to move. He knows. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, and that takes actually it takes a lack of ego yeah that's right and it's very important to him i mean it's well and now after all these years it's so ingrained in his right. dna and we're like we should be studying this this is what we yeah. should be doing right and it's the slow controlled loading eccentric followed by the bang explosive concentric right and it's the easy lesson, whether it's a deadlift, a squat, or a bench. He yeah. he coils on the eccentric, on the negative, and he builds so much power that when it's time to do the 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 push, bang! It just that it's almost easier. The 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 con, with everybody else, the negative is the hardest, and the and the concentric is the. the the, the negative is the easiest and the concentric is the hardest right. with Kirk. The negative is the hardest and the concentric is the easiest. Right. And it's because he has this purposeful, precise loading on his negative followed by bang. And he won't take it past. If it gets to a point where it slows down, uh, that's it. So is that what you guys started doing? Uh, well, I am now. So, Don, do you think that's how you've gotten better? Yeah, we've been focusing on that for. I yeah, we've been talking about day. it. We we we'll walk in and I'll look at him. I'll go, no grinds today, brother. Yeah. No yeah. grinding. We're not having it. We know you can grind. You you, you know we yeah. can do that. We can grind so, all day long. So, guys, in other words, if if you're squatting and you think you might have another one in you, but you might need a little bit of a spot, you'll just go ahead and set it down. You're not going to go through that, that last rep that's of just not, that's not winding how we through it. it. That's not how we think of it. We think of it as, was it explosive? If there's any hint of grind, rack it. You're done. It's okay. We'll move up 10 pounds next week, okay? Yeah. And we're just going to keep everything explosive. Now, I will say this. In the last four weeks of a cycle, Oh, now we add a little grind, right. right? That'll give us that last little uh, bit, right? Push us right. over the edge. But we want eight weeks of explosion. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
for your eights, for your fives. Yep. Threes, twos, and ones. And we do singles. Okay. Everybody else will, whoa, never do singles. No, 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 no. Singles are an art unto themselves. If you don't do them, you don't know them. You've got to learn them. Well, especially if you're competing, like yeah, well, yeah, that's doing. What did Chalet say about what did Chalet say about singles? That that was a good answer. He he didn't say anything. He just that's all he ever did. <laughs> no, he said no. Didn't he say, hey, we don't we don't do fives in competition. We don't do twos. We uh, do yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 so yeah, why yeah. not train that way? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was his huh. his his rationalization. But you know, in hindsight, that and also I think Mark's big gift was the um the rest he was huge on the rested effort and i think he was ahead of the curve on that yeah so anyway but but getting back to getting back to don um what's uh where do you see yourself heading from here well uh, then i gotta look up for the next competition because uh i wasn't able to do this one this this weekend so just uh we're going to have a little bit of a break. We'll be off season for a little while. So Sunday, I'm going to just start fresh, you know, because it's been two weeks since I've lifted because of uh, just life and being on vacation. Um, so I want to we'll start off with uh, really light deadlifts and really light. Uh, well, that's all a relative word. Um, squats for this week and just be banging away. It's fast so as I want, can. You, want to keep speed. you do want to keep competing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I what's your I, biggest reason for well, we're, Wait a minute. I well, but weren't you, what are you in the nation in that organization for your age group? Well, at, at the time that I competed last, you know, and that's been a little bit, so it's been what, six months. I was fourth. In the nation. Know, in the nation. And I was I'm training uh, one hour a week, one hour a week, three, three, three hours, three hours, three, three hours. hours. Yeah. Three but hours. that's not, you're waiting on guys to do their sets and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank God. Condensed I think, it might I think time, you know, that's a, that's a good point, JP. I think our actual time under tension is probably not a lot more than, I don't know, 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't spend a lot of time with warmups, you know, warm up reps and stuff and like that. You're working in with five other guys. Yeah. Three huge exercises too, man. Yeah, dang it out. It's great. Yeah, it's a wonderful day, man. Every Sunday is but, beautiful. But Don, what's your biggest reason at sixty to keep competing? Is it to keep yourself motivated and keep, you know, driving those numbers up, staying in shape, wanting to do what exactly. you're doing, finding the time? You know, uh, I think is, some of it, you know, is all of that. I like competing. I I really mm -hmm. uh, I enjoy it. It. Uh, Floats my boat. I like being number one. I like yeah. being number one in Maryland, man. Yes, sir. You know? Even though I, I'm just this little old man, but hell, I, I like it, you know? <laughs> and so, but uh, the other thing is I want to be an example to my patients. I, I walk the talk, you know, and I'm not asking them to power lift, but I am asking them to give uh, strength training, a, make, make strength training part of their lives forever. So they become resilient. You know, that, you know that is such fragile. a great that is such a great point you hit it on the head doing what you do in your line of work you want to be a walking example of yeah. what you're doing and that's how i've always been with you know we sell fitness equipment we will manufacture fitness equipment but right 
I was blown away when I first got into this industry and I was like at my peak, 22, 23 years old. Right. And I was just amazed when I would go to a trade show. Nobody used the stuff. Every guys are sitting around with, you know, tables of donuts and, and they've never worked <laughs> out and they're, and they're selling strength equipment. They're selling cardio equipment. I'm like, that's funny. You know what? If because this you're not selling furniture or selling a car you're selling fitness equipment you should look like you use what you're selling right? uh, it's, it's yeah. a good point you know i used to have everybody on my staff had to compete in something yeah power lifting or they had to get ready for something that involved training heavy oh, that's cool. so, you know you could set the example and you also would be careful when you're programming and not program crazy stuff when you know it's too much right but you know i was talking to a high level strength coach the other day and, and hey and they said to me, I said, well, what's what's your staff like, man? They're pretty big dudes or girls or whatever. She said, uh, now only one of them lifts. She <laughs> right. said, yeah, they look yeah, like that's strange. Gum, man. They look like two bubble gum. They, they don't do nothing, man. They don't they don't train. It's I was awful. Like, wow. Man, it's it just awful. Doesn't, doesn't make it. You can go to the national clinic, you know, the football strength coaches. Yeah, they train. But there's a lot of people that are training the other sports that are just like, you know, the personal trainers you see in the gym. It's very disappointing. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and my job is physical. That. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, dealing, helping patients on and off tables and moving around and showing them exercises. I have to be fit to do that. Yeah. You know? and, and you're a walking billboard for your business. <laughs> I you try know? to be, man. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I try to be, you know, because it, it's just, it's sad to see people in my age group that have chosen a sedentary lifestyle. Um, and, and, and here's the thing, you guys are familiar with the area. So some guy lives in Middletown. This is before COVID and he, he works in DC. That, that's a two hour commute on a good day, yeah. you know? So that's at least four hours in a car, eight hours in a chair. You're stressed out, you come home, are you gonna exercise? I'm gonna have a drink. Yeah, you have a drink. Or five. Or five, you know, I mean, because you just got off 270, which yeah. is a nightmare, you know. So, you know. Someone how marine do we, a dog. When they, you know, they, they went outside. Now they want inside, man. So they're going to stay outside. God, dogs. <laughs> yeah, I got two boxers. They're just, they're awful. Uh, <laughs> JP, we got any final thoughts here? Well, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I was anxious to have Don on. Not only is he I appreciate it, but yeah, he, uh, you know, he, he wanted to come on and talk about uh, the, the changing of our culture, I guess, because yeah. of this pandemic. And it's, it's a very interesting take from a guy in his line of business because he's on the front lines. He's seeing these people, he's seeing what's going on and it's not good. So, I mean, if, if you're, you have a sedentary lifestyle like I know I do but I have to supplement that and get to the gym or go for walks or something you've got to do something or just like Don says and sees on a daily basis you will fall apart especially as you grow old you will get feeble you will be injured you won't be able to function so you've got yep. to keep up the activity yep Jimmy, Jimmy what are your thoughts I think you have to just make yourself do things if you're sedentary until you start to like it or you start to see results. I think the hardest thing is just to get freaking started. Yep. Never done anything. You know, I always do the one. Do you have time for one? 
So the people that say they don't have time, it's very, mm-hmm. I have very little patience with that. You know, we used to say, oh, go put your body weight on the bar and squat it for as many as you can. You'll be done in a minute and you won't want to do anything else. But I, what I tell people now is, well, can you do one push up? Do you have time for that? Oh, sure. You know, you start that, then they'll do a couple more and a couple more. You got a five minute walk, then a 10 minute walk, that kind of thing, especially when they're so sedentary. But you just got to get started and trust the process. Yep. I, I, I want to talk about the training part of it because I think the takeaway from the training part is that it's it's really never too late to start yeah. resistance training. You don't necessarily have to train to to be a, a power lifter. And most, well, we have quite a few guys who are, you know, they're just normal normal guys looking to. Want to be strong. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That that's right. Yeah. And, and again, the idea that you can accomplish so much with one hour a week dedicated yes. to absolute strength training. And, and this guy is a living example of that. Okay. Yes. Uh, double body weight squatting, uh, 1.7 bench pressing, you know, I mean, this, this is, this is good lifting for a 22 year old. Yeah. Not uh, for a 60 year old who, who is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. And it really comes down to the fact, and, and again, uh, yes, he's fit. He does all this other stuff, but the strength training, the pure strength training, the absolute strength training, the stuff that really made the difference in his life takes place between nine and 11. Yeah. Yep. And it's, and it's a great program for longevity. Think about it. So he's going heavy on Sundays, right? On a periodized program. Yep. Rest of the week, you know, he's doing the Wing Chun. He's doing the kettlebell stuff, which isn't taxing to your joints, but he's keeping right. his fitness level up, which helps him recover between sets on Sunday, which does help strength a little bit also. But it's also a way for him never to overtrain. Yeah. So if he was coming in again on Wednesday, Marty, and he was doing all three lifts again, even if it was oh, – yeah. Right at 60, it would have an effect. Yeah, yeah. you it beat you down, man. Right. You have yeah. to tr- train the body together, rest the body together. Yeah, I think that's a great program, man. Yeah, I, I think uh, I was thinking about this weekend. Marty's program is is the exact opposite of God's. God tells us to work six days, rest one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes me the Antichrist. <laughs> or something like that <laughs> don rickles it's <laughs> good stuff all right well don what what do you got let's uh let's give your website out okay um it's barry chiropractic center.com and and it's b-e-r-r-y chiropractic center.com and you're out of frederick that's where your office is yep frederick maryland I've been there. Yeah. I've been to the oh, mall yeah. in high school. You said they closed it down, right? Oh, man. You, you won't believe <laughs> what Frederick looks like now, dude. Yeah. I, uh, I bought this I'll house. I was surrounded by eight dairy farms. Yeah. <laughs> They're all gone. It's all tract homes? Yep. Wow. Crazy. It is. Uh, what else you got? Uh, you want to give out social media or anything coming up? Seminars? You want to give out your phone number? Anything? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> just hit me on the website. Talk to me there. I'm on Facebook as as, as Donald Blake Barry. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me there and talk there about training. Come join us on a Sunday if you're in the area. Come meet Marty. No, 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 no. No, Marty. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't think Marty wants to meet anybody. No, Marty no, doesn't no, want to meet anybody. anybody. <laughs> no. All right. Well, speaking of Marty, check out his weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. You can find his latest article, uh, Neuroplasticity in Our Ever Shrinking Concentric Circles on That's our website. So, so we just posted, and it's basically about what we're talking about now. Uh, it's a great article. Go check that out. And you can visit Iron Company. Maybe you're looking to uh, stock up your home gym, garage gym, commercial gym. We've got uh, all our equipment piled high and deep, kettlebells, rubber bumper plates, urethane dumbbells, power bars, anything you need. JP, how's business generally? Is it up? Is it down? Is it level? It's last year in 2020, we just went absolutely crazy. Everybody did. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's still good. It's not at its peak like it was last year, but it's, it's still going very, very strong. Um, you know, so there's, and, a, there's a there's a big appetite for for fitness gear. Yeah, well, the thing is too, you know, all the commercial gyms, well, not all of them, but some of them couldn't do this. And and Jim goes to uh, a gym that's outside, right? Jim, they had to drag everything outside, yeah. and it yeah, got rained so on. And, oh, yeah. that sounds great! Wow, man. And it got rumors, man. Yeah, they're back. Inside. Yeah. And it and the equipment got wrecked. So I see. Uh, I think the thing with the uh, commercial gyms is they're going to have to buy a lot of equipment to once they're allowed to go back inside, because they were forced to put it outside. So I I, I feel bad for commercial gym owners. Oh They've my gosh. really been through the ringer in the past year. Uh, so we help those guys out as much as we can. So go to ironcompany.com. Um, uh, let me ask you a question about something. Do you, do you still yeah. sell on the leather belts? We got him. Okay. Cause my, you know, I trained this kid. I was, was going to give you a compliment about it. Cause I, I, he, he wears one of those and I thought it was going to be thin, but it's just as thick as my safe USA. Remember those belts from the old days, Marty? Yeah. Yep. But it's a lot more uh, pliable, like move, yeah. like form. It can fit to your, your uh, low back better. So that, the best, the best lifting belt I ever saw in my life is Mark Chalet had one custom made by a guy named Dean Best who used to make, he was like a upholsterer guy and he made these incredible leather belts that were like soft as butter. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, yeah. so, and the, the power belts that John Inger put out, those things were so stiff, they cut into your Dude, body. Mine is wow. still 30 years yeah. later. Oh, I hate that. Well, it depends on what you want. Some people like them like that. Some people like them real pliable. We've got them all. They're either, you know, the full, like a, a four inch uh, uh, diameter all the way around. or yeah, power belt. Yeah. They'll flare out at the back. Or, or we've got the ones from Chic that are like, you know, have the, the hip cutouts and their Velcro and all that. And they really uh are form fitting so we've got all kinds but the kid you're talking about uh what's his name again Jim? Dylan, Dylan. yeah was that him uh he no who's the kid we had on the podcast oh uh, that was brian yeah brian he told me after the podcast he goes you know i bought a uh lifting belt from you six years ago and it's still going strong i love this yeah, thing man, that's what i didn't know that good so anyway so we've got those and as marty loves to say we can put your name on it too if that's what you want in you sequence put, in sequence yeah. or you can put marty's name on it if you buy no, a no, pink no. one put marty's name on it <laughs> no. now if you use mine and you got to use zircon <laughs> zircon 
Um, we've got Jim Steele articles too. Jim just uh, sent me another article. So he's got part two of midlife wake up call. Yeah, buddy. Uh, that'll be going up. So that's does it have a happy ending? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Not like you're, 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 you're a very downer kind of personality, and I get depressed reading a lot of your stuff. Jim. I, I gotta be honest. I sent you one. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah but well, also so JP, JP, <laughs> Watt and Hunt yeah. newsletter is flying off the shelves. Ah, awesome. Awesome. Go to bossbarbell.com for more uh, information. Well, tell them a little bit about it. Well, it's, it's a newsletter, 30 pages or 36 pages, something like that. And it's just, I just printed them off and it's articles by Marty, Chuck Miller, um, Paul Leonard, who's a powerlifting champion. I got a bunch of guys on there. I got some drawings in there, pictures, and it's everything that I want to, I want to read about. It's Marty's first, uh, trip to his hunting camp when he was a kid in Arkansas. It's, it's, uh, you know, a mentorship from a, a guy to his uh, young nephew, uncle to a nephew. It's, um, Chuck, Chuck started to weightlift with uh, cement plates in his footy pajamas in his basement. You know? Oh my! I got a whiskey review by my buddy Steve, my dog training buddy. So oh, it's I, that guy made, is that you know, the guy? Is that the guy who made the the whiskey that we took to Dam's neck? Yes. Yes. Oh, that was that was incre incredible. I love well, him. I've I've never met him, but I love him. <laughs> Wasn't he Jim. also the, the preacher? He was also yeah, so the, the special forces guy calls him the whiskey preacher. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Jim, I think one of the most unique things about your newsletter is you're it's not digital. Like everybody else in the world is like trying to figure out how to be streamlined and go digital yeah. and do it yeah. faster. You've pumped the brakes and you're printing these things out at home, stapling them together yeah. and stuffing envelopes, mailing yeah. them out. Yes. So that people can anticipate this thing showing up in the mail. Every You've got Thursday. guys lined up all over the country waiting on this newsletter. Yeah, man. Every Thursday. You're ashamed I... of yourself. We don't have time for that. <laughs> Every Thursday when I was a kid, Sports Illustrated would come. I'd be standing at the mailbox. Muscle Fitness would come, you know, once a month. Flex would come. I used to just sit there and couldn't wait to get that stuff, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. There you yep. go. Yep. 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 I like that. I want to see how you handle it when you've got like a thousand subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be a blessing. So, yeah. Chuck's going to have to move in with you and. Uh, oh, you know, no, 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 no. Get an no, extra no, no, stapler. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get chuck on we'll get you know, chuck, chuck is so chuck's accent is so strong the first great i met him i was in a hotel room with marty and chuck i think it was probably the same seminar you got rkc certified it was in pennsylvania and uh don and yeah chuck is yeah. Accent so strong i looked at him and said are you do you really talk like that or are you just <laughs> yeah oh, that's funny he's, into, he's indecipherable and he goes, well, Jim, yes, it is. <laughs> and he's a, he's a lawyer, too. I'd love to hear, yeah, yeah. hear him oh, talking yeah. to the judge. That's, that's, just, that's, just one of many, that's just one of many things. He's got a degree in journalism. Yeah. He's, a, he's got a degree in business. And he's a yeah. lawyer. And I don't think he practices any of them. No, he doesn't, he doesn't practice any of <laughs> <laughs> I call him up and I go, legal i don't know man <laughs> chuck chuck is a kept man yeah he's yeah. great yeah. all right nah, you want right, to we'll get him on. get chuck on we gotta get, we chuck, gotta get on. chuck on for sure um one last thing you want to say anything about online training you guys all booked up or you got uh, some spots holy space 
I'm ready. Okay. I, I'm I, I'm doing good. Yeah, I like uh, I like some uh, motivated individuals at, at, at any level. If you have the motivation and the situation, then you know we can uh, we can affect a transformation. It's that there we simple. go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if, uh, if somebody wants to contact you, Marty Gallagher, uh, they would email Marty at ironcompany.com. Jimmy, if, what's uh, that? What's that? What's that other thing I have? That what is it? Instagram? Uh, Instagram. And uh, the Marty Gallagher. Yeah, the Marty Gallagher. Thank you. The Marty Gallagher at the Marty Gallagher. That's your your Instagram. You got a lot of good stuff on there. You've been putting some food on there. Stacy has been putting food on there. Yeah. I write. I do the writing and the photographing, but I I don't even know how to turn Instagram on. Yeah, but don't worry about. It. Yeah, exactly. We're, don't worry about. We're it. gonna have to get into food one of these times because yes, you can do yes, with salmon yes, and yes, yes, all this yes. stuff. Oh, you should. Don was gonna come up here and do the show. I was gonna have, have giant jumbo shrimp. I have, was gonna do meatballs. We have the salmon, and now I'm gonna eat it all. Well, he's still, listen, Don is still trying to recover from that, uh, that T-bone caper or whatever you guys had, uh, the mail order steaks. Remember that? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I'm still smarting over that. Oh my God. Did you see those? He got the, he got these steaks from, um, Omaha steak. They're sampled little, little tiny sample. So he, we're in the garage training. He said, Hey, look, he said, can you get the Weber going? Cause we're going to grill these steaks. I said, all right. So he brought these steaks out. They're the size of half dollars. <laughs> they, they would have fallen through the grate on the Weber, right? And yep. six of them, I said, what is this? He goes, what do you pay? $29 for six of those things or something? I mean, it was an incredible ripoff. Yeah, it was. It was. But by, by samples, they weren't full size. They meant little bite-sized samples. No, yeah. they were supposed to be the real deal. Oh, yeah, they no. stuck me. I wouldn't recommend them. Wow, I always <laughs> had good, good uh, steaks from there. Maybe yeah, they, hmm. I was disappointed. I Very. Probably All right, guys. Irish people. All right. Well, thank well, you. Thank you very much, Bubbles. It was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good, good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Bring your uh, muscles on Sunday. Yes, sir. I'll All see right. you then. All right, Take boy. care, guys. All right, All right. See you guys. Peace. All right, bye. All right. We're done.